Welcome to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast, where we share illuminating stories and knowledge to inform, educate, inspire and empower you in the areas of business, health, finance, philanthropy, art, and entrepreneurship, designed to help you achieve your goals. And now here is your host, Desiree Stanley. Welcome everyone to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Stanley, and I'm so excited to introduce my guest, Isabella Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Isabella. I'm so thrilled that you're on the show with me today. How are you? Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. This is such a pleasure and an honor to have you invite me on your show. I'm excited. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to come on and share with us so much of your knowledge and your story, your journey. I cannot wait to have the listeners hear about your story. It's just, it's amazing. And thank you. So let's jump right in and tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came to be where you are now and the company that you launched, which is Rank Bell. Oh, goodness. Uh, I'm like, I'm, as you're asking, I'm like, how far should I go back? But I guess I won't go too far, but just so your listeners understand, because I'm sure they're going to pick up on the accent. Um, I'm from Romania. I came to US when I was 20 years old. Don't ask me how long ago that was. Uh, but I was, you know, I was pretty young and I just had this fire inside of me. And I really wanted to do something with my life um, in a place that allowed me more than what my country did. So by doing that, I just started, you know, trying to find ways to come to U.S. And then eventually I got into a nanny program. Uh, maybe a lot of your listeners are familiar with the au pair program. And that was, you know, my way of escaping Romania in a way. And I made it over here and I had a series of different jobs and different skills that I collected over the years, which essentially moved me to where I am right now and have been for the past nine years, which is uh, Rank Bell. And Rank Bell is a market research and brand alignment agency. And we help Amazon sellers and brands on other platforms. But a lot of people know Rank Bell primarily uh, that helps Amazon sellers. Awesome. Well, thank you for that uh, brief description of your, your journey here at, to where um, you are today. And something that I wanted to talk to you about in relation to building that business as a woman, as an entrepreneur, businesswoman, there have been, I'm sure, some challenges and some setbacks. How would you say you've you've handled that? Like, how have you overcome some of those things that that do come up for women as they're building business? That's a that's a really great question, and you know, I ponder upon this question a lot. You know, obviously being um, a leader like in my industry, and I get a, this question a lot, and I try to like give the best answer, and there's not really one particular answer or one particular skill that I can say. I think it's a compilation of everything so far. But, you know, a lot of the challenges that women have to go through, also men have to go through as well. But I feel like for women, they're a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more uh, showcased because we do have other responsibilities that you know of as well, Desiree, you know, having children and you know, having relationships outside just work. And it's 
usually men are just like focused on business, right? And then, you know, here we are women trying to come into an industry and hopefully dominate that industry, you know, one of my favorite words. And then you have all these other responsibilities that you as a mom, you have to be there and you want to be there, right? So you're right, there are a lot more challenges than let's say, you know, a, a man starting a business. And, you know, I guess the way I overcome these challenges is to remind myself that at the end of the day, like, what is it? Why am I doing this for? And if you were to like pull back the curtains on all of us, really entrepreneurs is at the core of what we're trying to achieve is peace, <laughs> mental peace, hard peace, you want to make sure that you have obviously the essential food on the table and then, you know, you go up the pyramid. But, you know, if you really consider what we're doing it for, then you can relax a little bit. Because what mm -hmm. happens is I know with entrepreneur minds, we want to take everything. We want to grow. We want to grow. And then, you know, your kids are like, mom, mom, play with me. And then you're like, I'm busy. I'm busy. But then what are we doing this for? So I mean, I know this is kind of a very broad answer to your question, but, you know, we, we do what we can. Yeah. And you really did bring up a good point is that what are we doing this for? That's the heart of it is why, why, what is the reason why we're doing it? And we need to remember to focus on that. We're doing it for our kids as much as our own success, right? We want to show our kids what's possible. We want to help our family, you know, financially or for whatever reason, you know, we choose to get into um, launching a business. But I think especially it's true that you want your kids to see what's possible. I love that. Absolutely. And, you know, you want your kids to be better than you were. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what we strive for. And I think that's something every single human has in common that has kids. You know, we want our kids to live better. We want our kids mm -hmm. to have more than what we did. I mean, when I grew up, I, you know, I didn't really, didn't really have much. So of course now I'm like, I just want to give my kid everything. But then, you know, you have to have a balance. Like when, right. when is there too much of that too? And honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully <laughs> I'm not messing up my kid, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Yes. And that's a concern, I think, that is worldwide for, for moms is, you know, am I doing this right? Is my kid going to be okay? And, you know, we just have to have faith and trust that we're doing the best that we can with, you know, what we've got. And, you know, we love our kids and that's, you know, they're, they're going to be fine, right? We just have to remind ourselves they're going to be fine and, and pray that that's true. But, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about mindset. And I think that this is something that really is a spinoff of what we're talking about is the mindset that we, that we have, that we carry through in our, in our daily activities. So tell me about that. And why is that important? Oh my God. I mean, you're like touching my, my, my favorite spots because mindset is something that I think took me from where I was to where I'm at right now. And again, you know, mindset, it's so broad and it's like, mm -hmm. Where do you start and where do you end? But I think what I can say on this is, you know, making sure that you literally regulate and you check on the things that you think are so mm -hmm. important because what you think becomes what you speak and what you speak becomes reality. And there's a lot of famous writers that, you know, wrote about this, but, you know, I think the best I can sum it up is, you know, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. 
Mm. And, you know, for somebody that's listening to this, I really want them to take this sentence and really let it sink in because that says a lot about what we think. So, you know, if I say every day, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't start my business. I can't, you know, I'm not a good mom. I'm not this. What you're doing is you're literally hypnotizing yourself into believing certain beliefs. So what happens is when you have that belief as really your religion at this point and your your cult and something that you tell yourself, then also the reality around you starts manifesting into exactly that, right? So if you go, if you start driving your car and you say everybody on the road is, is you know, blah, 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 then that person, you will end up meeting all those people who are going to confirm your reality. So if we're really thinking deep on that, then there's a moment where you can switch. You're like, wait a minute. If this is something that I can control, if I'm actually doing this myself, then can I create something else? So when mm-hmm. I started realizing this, I started realizing this quite young, but obviously not as complex as I do now. But I think for my young brain at that time, it was enough to give me like that, that confidence and inspiration, right? So like when I was in Romania, you know, every day I would go to sleep and I would say, God, please, 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 I want to go to America. I'm never going to ask you for anything else. I just want to go to America. You know, all, all I knew was like to pray from church or whatever I learned, you know, that's one way to do it. But said, God, let me go to America. And then, you know, when it happened, I was like, hmm, wait a minute. Is this, you know, did I do this or how did this happen, right? So it was a little tiny switch of like, oh, maybe I created this. But then, of course, your mind comes in and you're like, nah. But then as I started doing this, you know, I would wish for something. Um, you know, I mean, I make it sound like magic, but I would wish for something. And then, you know, when it did come true, I had that moment of like, oh, am I doing it? So I think that's how my mindset started, you know, forming around this idea that I have to tell myself that I'm good enough. Because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you hear from your friends or parents or whoever you hear from, if you truly are not at peace with yourself, you're not going to believe it. And even when you tell yourself, you're not going to believe it for a very long time. And even when you start believing it, you're still going to have doubts. So mindset, it's, your muscle. It's like, you know, when you go to the gym, you can't just go to the gym for six months and you got your abs and then think forever they stay there. No, as soon as you fall off, they fall off. So mindset. (laughs) That's a fantastic point that you just made. It is like a muscle. We, that repeating of those positive things that you're saying to yourself, it, it is like an affirmation, right? You're affirming what you want to see. And anytime that you continue to repeat something, you're affirming that you want to see that thing. And if it's negative, that's what you're going to see. And so you've got to keep working, like you said, on building that muscle so that you're repeating those positive things that you want to see reflected in your life. And that's absolutely right on. Love that. So let's talk a little bit also about confidence and you know how that plays into it as well. And, and the, the confidence can also be built from that mindset, right? Absolutely. And again, you know, once you start learning about how to control your own mind and control your reality, then you will have this part of confidence that comes in because you realize that it's really only you, right? And I know it sounds almost egotistical to to speak that way, but if you think about it, I mean, you're born alone, you're going to die alone. Of course, there's a lot of relationships that come in your life, you know, your kids, your, your spouse, your friends, your 
community and so forth and so forth, but really it's just you. So if it's just you, then it doesn't really matter how others see you because first of all, I'll make a little parenthesis here, the brain tricks us, right? The brain tricks us into thinking certain things, right? But also those things are reflected from within yourself. So I'll give an example. If I think, oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm about to speak on stage and everybody's gonna think I'm so fat. I don't know, just making that up, right? Oh my God, everybody's gonna think I'm so fat. And then I create this like almost stress in my head that's going to give off this energy of like non-confidence, right? And then what happens is everybody else in the audience is picking that up as well. They don't necessarily think, oh, she's thinking she's fat because I'm <laughs> making that up myself, right? But they, they see that there's something wrong with it. So then it bounces back again to you. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm thinking this. They're, they're showing me that they're thinking this. And then you get into this spin into your head that is not even true. So the brain is tricking us that there's other people who are thinking I'm also fat, but really we only care about ourselves, like really deeply. I don't think, I mean, you can think yourself too, but like, I don't think I've ever been to a place where somebody spoke on stage and, you know, I was like, oh my God, this person is this, 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 this. You don't. I'm thinking, oh my God, like, what am I going to feed my kid for dinner? Or, oh my God, that meeting that I have afterwards. This is what I mean people think of themselves. Like right. very little attention do they pay to, to you, really. So everything that we have in our head is made up from ourselves. So now, again, that you know that this is true, because it's impossible that you know what everybody else thinks around you, right? Again, it's our mind making that. So if you know that that's true, then you can almost give yourself first that knowledge of like, you know what? Actually, nobody is thinking of me. And then you can go deeper, of course, if you want to work on yourself and, and be like, where is this even coming from? Like, where in my life did this happen to give me this thought or Again, you know, this is there's so much work around this, but that confidence comes from saying, you know what, I'm actually pretty smart. Or you know what, like good job. Like you did that chore that you were gonna do today. You may not have finished your whole 10 items on your to-do list, but you know, even that one, because that's another thing that we do, Desiree, is like we wanna achieve the world, we wanna accomplish everything, and especially moms. Oh my god, not only we take care of the kids in the house and this, and we also want to start a business, and we also wanna do this. And then if we don't do that fully, then we beat ourselves up. Like we're some kind of super gods with superpowers that we could accomplish all of it. So in that, when when you put all of this stress on yourself and you don't reach it, then again, your brain is like, see, you didn't do it. See, you're terrible. See, you didn't work out. See, you didn't do this. And then it starts again, this, this stress and this just like, that's how we get sick. So with confidence, it's again, a muscle, just like with mindset, just give yourself some grace and give yourself some love and say, you know what? I am doing the best I can. And I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. And first time you do this exercise is going to be weird because you probably never told yourself this. I love myself. You know, we tell it to our kids. We tell it to our friends or our spouse or our family. But when do we say it to ourselves? Like, I love myself. Like, let me give myself a hug. And once you do that, 
then you start building up that confidence. You're not going to just by watching this tomorrow, you're not going to be like superwoman. I, I hope, I hope you do a little bit, a little bit, and a little bit. And that's, that's what it takes. That's right. That little bit better every day. Start with where you are right now, build on that. And I don't know really how many people are out there that would say, I tell myself, I love myself all the time. I think it's very few people who do that. And I think more people should. You're absolutely right. We are with us all the time. We, as you said, we are born alone. We will die alone. Yes, we have relationships in our life and over the lifetime that we have here, but we are always with ourselves. We have to fill our own cup. And I'm sure you've heard right. of this saying is like, how are you going to pour from an empty cup? And because a lot of people say, you know, my kids come first and this comes first. And I, I battle with that too, all the time, because it's like, how can you say that when you're supposed to have your kids first, you know, and this first, but then really think about it. If I love myself first, then wouldn't I be able to love my kid even more? Because they come depressed and I'm sad all the time. And I think this, and I'm beating myself up. And then there's a little love left that, of course, you give to your kids, all of it, take it. And then you're empty. You have nothing for yourself. But if you start training yourself, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. And it doesn't matter where you're from. And it doesn't matter how young, how old, how fat, how skinny, how whatever you are. You are so blessed. And so lucky to have a human body. Don't even go, don't even let me go down that rabbit hole, Desiree, because I can talk <laughs> about that all day. But I'll just say this, by the simple, pure fact that we actually have a physical body, that you can look at your hand and you have a machine. Literally, we th this body is the smartest machine ever on earth. It's so smart that even now, after all these thousands of years or millions of years on Earth, we still don't know how the brain works. We still don't know what makes everything work. So if yeah. we're entrusted with such a special machine, would you not want to say, I love myself? Because we're only here literally for 100 years, hopefully for more, if technology keeps you know, helping us out. But don't you not take a minute and be like, oh my God, I could have been like, you know, whatever you believe in, a spirit flying in the cosmos, in the space. And it's, it's great, I'm sure. It's great. But isn't it great to be able to, like, hug your kids and, I don't know, like, kiss somebody on the lips. You know what I mean? Or, like, listen to this amazing song when you're driving with your top down on a summer night, you know, by the beach. Like, these are things we're not going to experience when we're dead because you require a human body for that. So I love myself. I don't know how we got here because I always just kind of like channel whatever, whatever comes to me, but no, I just feel like it had to be said. No, I love it. I think you're absolutely right. We are souls on a human experience and that is absolutely right. We, we wouldn't be able to experience any of the things that you described if we didn't have a human body. And so we do need to recognize that we are special. It is amazing that it works flawlessly most of the time without us even having to think about it is a miracle is absolutely a miracle. So thank you for, for sharing that. Is that, that is special. When you start doing this, 
that's when your confidence comes up. See how it's all related and it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Well, let's switch gears just a little and talk about the success that you've had in your business. And and would you say, like, what has been the, the thing that you've been most proud of, of what you've done so far? Not giving up. Mm. You know, not really, really not giving up because any type of work that you do, any type of work. And as I said, I've done a string of odd jobs. I mean, I I came in as an au pair. I mean, we were I was making $140 a week, right? Then I moved on to being a nanny. That was like, oh, I was so cool then because I got to make an actual like <laughs> actual money. Like, you know, maybe instead of 140 a week, I was making maybe 250 or, you know, and then I got up to like 500 a week. So it was like more real. But then, you know, and then another job and then another job. But every single thing you do, it has certain challenges and certain things. So what happens as there is with with a lot of people, they encounter a challenge, whatever that is. And then they'll tell themselves, oh, I can't do it. Or I'm not going to, again, you know, all this self-talk that we have. Or, you know, maybe they're an actual physical thing where they actually cannot perform certain things, right? Mm -hmm. And then they give up. So what happens is when you give up, there is nothing more that comes after that. So I am so grateful that I think, you know, I think because I was born like in such a poor country and we were so broke, like I've seen it all. And I knew the worst that can happen was, I don't know, maybe moving with some family member, right? So if you are really to dissect your issues and your challenges, and instead of trying to put them away, like, oh, you know what? I don't want to think about it. I'm just going to turn on Netflix or I'm going to, you know, get drunk with my friends or I'm going to whatever, whatever, fill in the blanks. So a lot of people kind of run away from those challenges. And I understand why. And you know how I understand because I've done it a million times. Okay. So I understand what that's like wanting to not think about it. But if really, if we take that huge problem that we think we have and we're like, you know what? Let's sit with it. Let, let's have a chat. Okay your business is going down. You're completely broke. All right, that's done. What's the worst that can happen? Well, I'm going to lose my mortgage. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my wife. I'm going to lose my kids. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then what's the, what's even worse than that? Because we all have different essentials that we need, right? Boom, boom, boom. But then you realize that all of it again is just made up by your brain, literally. Because if you're, let's say, 50 years old and you knew your whole life you were able to make money one way or another, right? You had this job or you had this. You know that there's not going to be a point where you're just not going to make money. But you see how the brain is like, it's keeping us like, oh yeah, you're going down, son. You're going (laughs) down. There's nothing out there for you. And you actually believe it. But when you're like, I mean, what's the worst I can have? I can move in with my friend or my neighbor or my, you know, whatever for six months until I find another job. And then you you have this ease like, okay, it's not that bad. So with that being said, every single job that I had, every challenge that I had, I was able to move past it. And then what happens, you get this confidence boost, like, oh, I did it. I did it. I did it. And then you start seeing challenges as opportunities to grow. So I developed the system for myself where I'm like, I either win or I learn. 
So there's mm-hmm. not any losing in, in my mindset. And again, I, you know, I know I sound like a robot, like, oh my God, she's so enlightened, and she's so this. No, I'm still human. I still go through this all the time, which is why I'm able to speak about it. But I'm able to course correct pretty quickly now, again, because of the experience. So like if I have, you know, a business situation where I'm like, oh my God, the world is ending. And you know what? I'll give myself grace. Okay, go, go cry, Isabella. And I'll be crying in the bathroom. Oh my God, my life is the worst. Like this is the worst thing that could ever happen. I I give myself grace. Okay, go cry, go, go cry. And then the next morning I'm like, okay, okay, we're good. We're good, we're good. But I never give up. I'm never just like, you know what? That's it. Let's close shop. Let's put the lock. No, there's always something. And then you start almost, it's almost like a pleasure because you're like, ooh, okay, now I see that I can do this and then I can do this. And what else? Because all of these really are opportunities for us to grow. If everything in your life went smoothly and, you know, every deal you made was boom, one after another, you would be bored out of your freaking brain, okay? Let's put it this way. Of course, we're like, oh, no, it would be so perfect. No. Why do you think a lot of people die when they retire? Because they're bored in their minds. Again, is that mindset, mindset shift. Like, you know what? This is not a problem. This is actually an opportunity for me to grow. And then you say, thank you, God, or thank you, universe, or whatever you want to say, or thank yourself. You're like, you know what? That's how you do it. You just keep moving forward and there's no limit to what you can achieve. No limit. If I came here with $100 in my pocket and no English, anybody can do it. Honestly, anybody can do it. Yeah. I think that you made such a great point in that learning that these things that we see as the end of the world, when we really break it down, it's not the end of the world. And there's some way we can overcome it or get around it or break it down until it's a manageable size. And we can do something with that, you know, in a concrete manner and we can solve that problem. Right. And, and I think that's fantastic because those small wins, you know, lead to bigger wins, lead to bigger wins. And, uh, you're, you're right. We would be bored to tears if everything was perfect all the time. I know we like to tell ourselves, no, I want it to be perfect. I want everything to be happy all the time. How would you know that it's it's happy without having those sad times, right? How would you know it's perfect without having times that weren't perfect? You wouldn't. So you've got to have that balance, right? That, that life is a balance. It's ups, it's downs. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about how do you stay focused on achieving those goals that you set for yourself? You know, what kind of tricks do you use or um, tips can you share that help you achieve the things you want to achieve? And then there's something I want to talk about as you mentioned kind of an audacious goal that you have for yourself. And so I want to hear about that, but let's start with like, what are you doing? How do you um, achieve these goals that you set for yourself? a great question you know because you don't always get everything like every I mean I want to say I get everything I want but sometimes we have to remember that certain things in life maybe are not supposed to come our way maybe something else that's better at least that's how that's what I tell myself because you see again we all create our own system so when things don't go my way I'm like oh it's perfect because it wasn't meant to be. Of course, it hurts me. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I didn't get that deal. 
But then I'm like, okay, then something better is coming. And it usually does. But, you know, how do I stay focused on my goals? So this is something that I've, I've been studying a lot lately because a lot of, you know, intellectual people that I follow and the books that I read, you know, they all have one thing in common, Desiree, and they all said you have to be clear on your goals. You have to be so focused on what you want that nothing stands in your way. And when I thought about that, I realized that, I didn't really have like a clear, clear goal. It, that question is almost scary. And I'll just speak from my experience. You know, when I was asked like, what do you want? I had such a hard time defining what that is because it's it feels so permanent. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like, oh, if I want this, then that's all I'm going to get and nothing else. So for the longest time, I I was afraid to set a goal. And what we do then we just don't make any goals. And then we wake up and then we go through the same things every single day. And then a month goes by and then six months and then it's another year. And then you make your new year resolutions where really they don't really happen. But we don't really have like what drives us. And again, you know, I didn't do it because I didn't want to stuck on be stuck on that one thing. But then I heard something recently that completely changed my mindset around that. And it was like, you know what? Your purpose is exactly what you want to do right now. And then I'm like, Mm. oh my God, wait a minute. So that means I can have a purpose just for right now. So let's say my purpose is to, and excuse me, uh, I usually use very big numbers because that's how my brain works. But let's say if my purpose right now is to get to a million a month, like legit, like I want to make a million in profit a month. And it's, it's crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but now I'm like, okay, well, if that's the goal right now, then at least it's something right now, right? But maybe my purpose next year is going to be building schools in Africa. I have no idea, but do you see how now that I know this, that my purpose doesn't have to extend for like centuries ahead of me. I can make them smaller. Not that, you know, having a million is small, but it can be anything. It can be like, you know what? I want to get my kid in this college. And that's my purpose right now. And that's my goal. So this is how you keep clear on that on that goal. And you know what? You can, again, allow yourself to not have it anymore if you don't want it anymore. Like tomorrow, because again, we, we're such perfectionists as humans. It's like, I love humans. Like we're so amazing. But we're so like OCD in the in the <laughs> worst way sometimes, you know, like, oh my God, if I said this, then I have to do this. And if I put this as my purpose, then I cannot have other purposes. But like, breathe and release and let go and be like, what do I want right now? I want to get to a million a month. Okay, what does it take to get there? Oh, well, you got to do this and you got to be, and that's things that come from that purpose that you can actually write them down. But if you just say, I just want to have money, okay, I'll give you $2. Like the universe <laughs> will give you $2 and you'll be like, oh my God, I only got $2. Well, you didn't, you didn't specify, you were not clear on your goals. So, you know, again, I'm just learning as well. And I'm just learning now that you can have a purpose and then change it later if you want. So in my audacious goal, <laughs> is to have the ability to become a billionaire in this lifetime. 
because it's a game. I think money is energy. And if I may speak on this for a second, and because I was talking to my sister yesterday, and she's she's awesome, my sister. I love her so much. But and she's a very successful realtor here in San Diego. And you know, it's been maybe like two weeks, and she's like, Oh my God, I don't have any more sales. And I'm like, dude, did you even look at your bank account? Like, but you see how we start freaking out. And I said to her, think of it this way: money is really energy. It's just something made up again. Because okay, you can take money out of the bank and you you'll have the cash in hand. But you cannot take necessarily a million dollar out of your account and have it cash, right? So if it's just energy and if it's just numbers and you go to the store and you swipe a credit card, again, it's something, it's like a plastic thing that we give it a value. So if I can have a hundred dollars in this on this website that's a bank, right? Really, then why can I not have a billion dollars? So that's that's what I'm playing with right now. Like with literally this, and I really hope I'm gonna get to a billion dollars just so I can be like, you know what? This is possible because this is what it is. It's just some a website that has some numbers there that because really like what makes me more successful than somebody else? Nothing really. I don't like I'm trying, I know we went very philosophical and stop me if I go too hard, but Really, if you think about it, like if, if somebody that's making, you know, 5,000 a month and I'm making a million a month and I know I'm not more special than they are. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm blonde or maybe they're a brunette or whatever. But if you think about it, I'm not like Einstein or anything. I mean, sometimes I like to think I'm like some genius again in my own bubble. <laughs> but really, I, how am I any different? So if there's no difference, why do I have more? You know what I mean? And if, if I have more, then why can I not have that? You see what I mean? So it's almost like an existential question that I ask myself. So why why can I have a million dollars but not a billion? So I want a billion dollars. <laughs> That's awesome. And the way that you just described money is 100% accurate. It is this thing that we've made up and we've given it a value and that it is energy and where it's a transfer of energy, right? It's something for something and but it is all made up. We've just we've totally given it its value. We have given it its value. And so you're right. Why not? Why not say this is what my goal is and go for that. And, and it's I love it. That's fantastic. I want you, I want your listeners to you know, if, if they truly hear my words to question this themselves, because mm-hmm. that's a start, you know, it really, it, that, that's all it takes. And this is like my, one of my passions and my purposes in life is to really try to awaken this little spark in, in people. This like, oh, what if she's right? Or maybe what if there's something in what she said, that's like change something, you know, because again, you know, we all have habits and you can't necessarily like switch to becoming this new person. But if 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 we're able to like open the door just enough to be like, oh, maybe there's a possibility for me. Because that's right. Like I I didn't have any money. Like why am I more special than anyone? And again, I am not. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like I am not more special than you. You're just as special and maybe even smarter than me like even more intelligent. And there's so many more things that you can do that you give yourself credit for. That's absolutely right on. That is right on. We we all have our gifts. 
And do you choose to use them or not? I know sometimes fear plays a big part in it, but again, it's kind of a mind game, right? It's what am I telling myself that's stopping me from doing this thing, this gift that I have that I should be sharing or giving or whatever. You know, I I think that's great. I think you made such a great point. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for going with us. I know it's. I know. I I haven't done such an interview, but I, you know, I I love what you're doing, Desiree. I love that you're you're you really want to help women out there, and you really want to spread this message. And you're doing this because you love people. I'm doing this because I love people. Like we're not gaining anything else, but but this. So thank you for allowing me to speak what's on my mind because I do tend to have a little bit of. Um, unique perspective. So thank you for honoring that and for giving me the space. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you, like you said, I'm just sort of channeling this. And I think that that happens if we allow ourselves, the thing that needs to be said comes up when it needs to be said. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for being on the show and we're not done yet, but I want to just say that it's been such an honor to have you on to talk about this and and to say thank you to me for for doing what I'm doing. And really, it's such a pleasure for me to be able to bring guests like you on to talk about things that, you know, could be that spark of inspiration for somebody else or some kernel of knowledge that starts them on a path of learning. That is really why I'm doing this. I just want women anybody, anybody who's listening to get something that just creates that spark or gives them something that empowers them to step forward and do something that they never thought possible. And I love it. So thank you again, Isabella. I appreciate it. Thank you. But really when, you know, when you email me, you know, immediately I responded because I was like, oh my God, this is so brilliant. Like what you do, like I could never say no. Like you're doing something so amazing. The more we can help, the the better. So thank you. Yeah. You mentioned that you're doing a lot of um, reading and studying and working on yourself. And so to speak to that, is there any kind of um, books or podcasts or things that you're reading that you think would be beneficial for the listeners to take a look at? Oh my goodness, so many. And that's, you know, I don't want to give uh, too big of a list. I mean, I I love learning. Like, you know, I think when I was younger, um, I hated school. I mean, Romanian mm. schools are just so different. And, you know, and now I'm like obsessed with knowledge. And I really wish they would have integrated that into us when we were younger in Romanian schools, uh, but they didn't. And sometimes I'm like, ah, my parents would be so proud to know how much I study now. But I literally I'm surrounded by books everywhere and maybe too many like by my bedside I have like four that I'm reading on and it's kind of weird because I know some people say just read one book at a time some people say read whatever you want but I read the topics that I'm interested on at the moment so like this very moment I'm actually rereading um expert secrets I don't know if you've ever seen this book mm-hmm. Russell Brunson and he is the um, creator of uh click funnels And this is actually such a good book talking about like, you know, extracting really your offer and what you are selling and 
making it your niche in a way. So for anybody that's just like starting a business or is thinking about starting something, this is an excellent book. Again, I'm rereading it now the second time. And uh, I read it like, I don't know, four or five years ago. And, you know, when you read and you reread it, you're like, oh my God, totally forgot about this. So this specific moment, I'm reading this because like I'm recreating some of the offers that I, I have in my business. But, um, you know, on the spiritual side, I'm reading this phenomenal book. And I came across it a few years ago. It's a it's a Russian um, author, um, Badim something, I don't know. But uh, the book is called Transurfing Reality. And mm-hmm. I got a warning. It's like this big. It's like 900 pages. And it's, you know, I don't know if I would recommend it necessarily for somebody that's never, you know, read anything into spirituality, because you got to be like, okay, this person is crazy. And that person who recommended is crazy. Um, but that's what I'm currently reading. And as far as podcasts, um, I, I listened to this guy, his name is Brian Scott, and he does like a lot of meditations. And mm-hmm. it's just oh, so wonderful. Uh, but I do love, um, you know, Tom Bilyeu for business. He was the creator of uh, Quest Bar and his wife, Lisa. They're phenomenal. Ed Milet, uh, Brad Lee. Um, I I can geek down on, on a lot of YouTube channels. And actually, um, I just recently, I removed all my social media. And I looked, I created Instagram, I think, 2000. 12 or something I don't know because I it showed me right before I deactivated and I'm like holy moly I have been on this stupid app every single day for years like what like so I just like a cold turkey that's the race I was like and I have like over 50,000 followers and I'm like that's it um so I deactivated it I removed every single app that was no that was a distraction because what happens is, you know, I, 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 I would go to it. Let's say I would have a hard day at work, right? And you're like, oh my God, I just want to relax. So you go on Instagram and it's like, and then three hours later, you're like, oh my God, not only you just wasted three hours, but you also feel like crap about yourself. Like, uh, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. Oh my God, this person started their seventh business. Oh my God, that person got married and oh my God. And she, and oh, look at that mom. That mom is so good. She takes her kids every day to see world and bakes cakes and does this. And I'm the worst mom on the planet earth. And I'm like, oh my God, like, no, no more. So I deleted them all. And, you know, I actually thought I was going to like suffer, you know, like withdrawals from, but I'm fine. Honestly, like, thank God I'm fine. But with that being said, it gives me time to do all these things that I've always wanted to do, like pick up this book that I've been meaning to reread for like, I don't know how long. And like I told you before this, I've been wanting to start a YouTube channel. Well, I haven't because I'm freaking on Instagram every day and wasting my time. Again, you know, you don't, (laughs) for those listening, you might not want to be as extreme as me, but maybe you should, maybe you should a little bit and like check your priorities and, and you know, I'm, Again, I'm going maybe uh, too many different ways with this, but sometimes it's good to like really take a break and just go back again to the basics. Like what's important, you know, my kids, my health and this, and because we're too much into all of this stuff. We're too deep. No, that's a great point. It, we, we spend so much time and I'm not saying that 
it doesn't serve a purpose. It serves a purpose, right? But but you're right. We'll we'll scroll for three hours and suddenly we're like, what the heck just happened to three hours? And what could we have been doing with that time that was more productive? And in addition to that, like you said, we start comparing ourselves and we're looking at what everybody else is doing and thinking we're not doing that. We're not good enough. And, and, and down that path, that's not productive in any way. And then we feel terrible. And so it serves a purpose, but we have to also be in control of, of what we're doing, right. And and how much time we're spending on it. I love the part that you said about control, because that was one thing I'm like, okay, will I ever come back to Instagram? And you're right, it serves a purpose. But what I want to do that's raised, I want to come back to Instagram when I can use it and not let it use me. And Mm -hmm. if I ever feel like it's the other way around, I'm not going to use it again. You know, like whether you're starting a business or, you know, you have a podcast or you're writing a book, I get it. Again, it serves a purpose. What purpose did it serve for me? Oh my God, you're so pretty. Oh my God, this all great. Oh, my ego's flattered. But then it doesn't do anything. So if I cannot use it for something creative and productive and maybe make money or something, no. I had to, I had to quit because I have those kind of, that kind of personality that I would be there for hours. And I know myself now to know that I'm not to be trusted. I'm not to be trusted with that. So until I start to to be trusted, I'm not allowing myself to be honest. That's wise. That is, that is wise that you recognize that. And you're, you're prepared now. You're ready to go for when you're you're going to launch that YouTube channel and you're going to get back on Instagram. You know now what you need to do. And I love it. That's that you went through that experience and you learned and now you know, and you're armed and prepared for when you want to go back. Isabella, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today. It has been such a pleasure having you speak in such a a way, the topics and the things that we've covered really, I don't think was our intended topic, but you know what? It is what it is and it was meant to be. And I thank you again for your time and for sharing with all of the listeners. Thank you. My pleasure. And anytime you want to do this again, as you can tell, I can talk forever, anytime, any, anything you need. I'm always here for you. Again, I honor you. Everything that you do is so great. And I'm giving you a big hug all the way from San Diego. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. Be sure to join us again next week for more great information designed to educate, inspire, and empower you to achieve your goals. And thanks again for listening. 